Happy New Year to you all and welcome to our first pod of 2024. We are Gascar and... My name's Dan Kayser and I missed you. And we are here to drag your semi-conscious mind back from that New Year's Eve party where you try to either drunkenly ingratiate yourself on the boss, drunkenly stick your tongue down your crush's throat, or drunkenly cry yourself to sleep while breaking your New Year's resolution sucking on a slice of pizza in the wee small hours of the New Year. Well, forget all about that and listen to our part two of the Mates Rates Pod alternative Christmas movie special. And as we said last week, we are going to spoil an awful lot of everything that we talk about today. So to help you out, we're going to put a list of everything we talk about in the description. So just to be on the safe side, go and watch them. Yeah, you know, you know make it a resolution for give yourself. Give Hollywood some money. Yeah. They are struggling at the moment. Give them your time. They're not making any films at the moment. They're not paying any actors. Oh, jeez, they should be rich at the moment. Is that dated when we're recording this? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It could be over. Or maybe they weren't making any money recently when the actors' strike was on. Thank good that's o- over or not. Yes. I am so relieved that that, that, that was, is over. That that was resolved or possibly am, it's still going on. I am so sad that that's still going on. Delete as applicable. So far, we've had Dan Kayser's in at number five, The Apartment. Oh, it's a good film. My in at number five, Iron Man 3. It's all right. Daniel Kayser's in at number four, Trading Places. Very, very good. Excellent. And then my in at number four, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, that's what I say. Okay. And then Dan's in at number three, Violent Night. It was violent and I enjoyed it immensely. See, until that point, you were definitely beating me out on classy. I was outclassing you. You were definitely. Yeah, but I, I had think, spats on. I think we're going to pull it back again it's here. disgusting. Okay. Uh, I think I so my number three yeah. going to kick us off today with is In Bruges. Oh yes, which I didn't really realise is a Christmas movie, but how it is. is it so? I think it's set at Christmas. Ah, I think they've done it. Yeah, well I think done. So uh, it's a great film. Do you remember much about In Bruges? I do. I remember uh, Ray Fiennes being Ray quite, Fiennes quite excellent. Ray, so good. Well, it's got three excellent leads in it. You've got yeah. uh, Ray Fiennes, and you've got Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. Yeah. And like Brendan Gleeson, I just I will watch him in anything. He's one of those, you know. I'd, I'd listen to him read the phone book. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, I enjoy him. Yeah, uh, and Colin Farrell was very charming in it. I really liked him in that. I, I I seem to remember having some kind of problem with Colin Farrell up until in Bruges. I used to have a bit of a problem with him because I think he was just I think he was a young man in Hollywood who just would like go out and get drunk and enjoy the fact that he was famous. And I probably didn't like that about. Yeah, I found it. I found him to have a cockish exterior. Though. Yeah, not not coquettish. No, absolute cock. Yeah, um, but I think I think he's actually matured a lot over the years. Yeah, uh, and this is this is uh, Martin McDonagh's film, yes. and uh, well I to, haven't seen. Well to he. Have you seen Banshees of Inisherin? I haven't. To I my, haven't seen that. I need to watch. To that. my regret. Yeah. But it's great. Set in Bruges, Colin Farrell's character has had a mishap. He and Brendan Gleeson are hitmen. Yeah. And and they're very sort of down-to-earth, realistic hitmen. There's nothing sort of romantic about them. They're just a couple of Irish dudes. It's their job. Yeah, just go around killing people because they're paid to. Uh, And Colin Farrell has had a mishap where he's accidentally killed a child. Uh Ah, And uh, shouldn't shouldn't do that. No, you definitely shouldn't do that. That is, they they say that it's it's just one of those look. I mean, it's it's not a good look, is it? It's not a good look. I mean, I would say it's one of those unwritten rules, but it's actually a very written rule. You're not allowed to kill anybody, but when you start killing children, then that's they they really frown upon that. Mm, Yeah, you've gone too far. The fucking patriarchy. When are they going to let us do what we want to do? The the, the inference there is that you want to kill children. You do realize that, and also that I'm not a man. Yeah, okay. I mean, I've suspected... Not all children. <laughs> Not all children. Just 
It is Christmas after all. Just the naughty ones. No black coal for you. Just death. No hot lump death. of coal. Just hot, hot, hot molten lead, lead death. death. To the um, face. But yeah, so uh, these two have been told to go out and hide out in Bruges, and then uh, Brennan Gleeson gets the the word that he's supposed to kill uh, Colin Farrell. Oh, uh, because he's because he's a liability. Well, no, but just because he so he broke the like even the even the the underworld the gangster world has these laws that well these rules that you just you don't kill kids and yeah. it was a, it was like a stray bullet I think I'm not I, I think it was in a church and I think he shot. Is it like a paedophile priest? I think it was. Uh, I could be wrong. I need to look that up. You need to look up paedophiles. <laughs> paedophile priests, yeah. Um, <laughs> You'll find uh, them on the internet really fast. What sites are you going on, Dan? <laughs> the, the fastest ones. Yeah. I, I never understood why you paid for such fast broadband. Anyway, yeah, so I think he shoots this priest who's been... Uh, diddling. I, either diddling or he's just done something very, very wrong. And I think... It's probably, I, probably... Fucking those kids. Yeah, that is considered to be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I think that... Um, a faux pas. I think they shoot him and accidentally shoots a child behind him, like through... Through, through the cassock. Through, straight through his cassock. <laughs> and so then they are told to go and hide out in Bruges while yeah. the dust settles. And then Brendan Gleeson gets word from the crime boss, who is played by, as you say, the inimitable... Ralph. Rafe. Sorry. <laughs> should spell are it differently. Gonna, if he wants me to pronounce it differently, he should spell it differently. Are we going to have another fucking Mjolnir situation here? <laughs> Maybe. He should sort it out. Oh, it's a good name, though. Yeah, Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Uh, and, Ralph. And he uh, phones up Brendan Gleeson's character and gives him the word that he's got to go and kill him, but then he doesn't because uh, Brendan Gleeson is very fond of the young Colin Farrell. And... Ray Fiennes has to come to Bruges and there's, you know, like a battle in shoes. And it's just, it's just a fantastic film. It's yeah, quirky. It's, it's, it's really got, good. I don't want to... It's one of those films that I actually don't want to spoil for you if you haven't watched it because I would recommend you should, it. You should treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. A late Christmas present. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so shall we move on to your number three? We can do this. I think we should. That's wrong, though. Why? Dan just stuck the visa at me. Oh, right. Obviously. Uh, shall we move on to your number two? Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. So my number two is the marvellous Christmas, maybe not themed, but definitely based and set, is Joe Dante's Gremlins. Uh, you know, I always, Original and best. It's one of those films that I always get mixed up that, because it's got Steven Spielberg's name so heavily attached to it, yeah. he didn't direct it. No, it is Joe Dante, isn't it? Yes. I, I think Spielberg's in there. Producing. producer yeah. he's in it as well I believe I think there's he? a cameo in there Ooh. somewhere um, if memory serves but uh, Ooh, yeah written by Christopher Columbus oh he, he of Robin discovering America oh, no sorry. no <laughs> no not the now 500 year old Spaniard <laughs> is he Spanish was he Spanish I thought so me? but he probably was he lied about doors. everything else maybe he was a, <laughs> wasn't Spanish either uh, yeah Gremlins falls into one of those uh Great categories. It's just a bit like Ghostbusters, isn't it? It's, yes. It's, yeah. it's got comedy and it's also a little bit of horror in there. Yes, and it's got a timeless quality to it yeah. as well. You could take those comedy elements out and it's like a genuine horror film. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you mentioned Ghostbusters there. Yeah. Even now, as a, as a nearly fully grown man, I'll never really fully grow, I don't think. Fully grown? Well, no, I mean, it's what are I you? Won't eat my vegetables. Five foot two? Is it? Yeah, I will fight you. I will climb up there and fight you. 
Yeah, the the, the 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 librarian ghost scene at the beginning of Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, it's still it is absolutely it's still it's scary, very scary. But I think it's because it scared me as a as a kid. Oh no, no, it, I think it is still quite it scary. Lasts. It's, it's in there psychologically. I think the, the the scariness is broken on that a little bit because of the way they react and run away and the and the music. Yeah, I have a plan. I know exactly what to do. Now stay close. Stay close. Exactly as I say. Get ready. Ready? Get her! But there is like legitimately scary stuff in there. Like so, for example, when the, the build-up to that, the build-up to that yeah, moment, yeah, and then the turn is, yeah, it is. But also it's the designed for horror. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why we're talking about Ghostbusters now, but anyway. Um, the uh, the the chair scene with Dana, where the the, the demon hands oh, come out yeah, of the chair yeah, and yeah, suck yeah. her into the fridge, and they grab her in ways they that are not polite. They, they grab not boobie. polite. They grab her booby, don't they? No, I thought I thought they did that. Yeah, oh. among other areas. I I think that they grab through her legs. I don't think they crotchily grab her. We'll have to watch it slowly, frame by frame. Yeah, you will. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you will. But um. I don't but know why Dan's pretending like he hasn't done that already. He knows exactly what was grabbed. Gremlins is a fantastic... Grabbed her gremlins. Come on, man. You're better than that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm no, really he's not. right. Everyone is not. Gremlins, yeah. So he starts out with that uh, old Chinese fella in in Chinatown. Is yeah, that, is that and, it is? Uh, and the... The, um, the dad is trying to buy... The main character, Billy, his dad is buying a, an exotic pet. Yeah. And he buys a mugwire. Yeah. In a mm. in a box. Does he actually? Uh, so I can't remember if the, he buys it. Was, as I recall, does he give it to him? Is it a trick? No, I think. Doesn't the old man say no? And then well, like he, he won't sell it. To and him. then he like leaves the room, and then someone else, like his daughter or son or something like that. Oh God! It. You say you haven't seen it in a long time, and yet you it remember was, more than I. Well, it was a long, long time ago. Yeah, I think that's what happens. I think that I. Yeah, I think that, that, that because you got the rules, and I think that they're too dangerous for them to sell. God knows why he's sitting there with it in his front, shop. Front of centre. So know, there was a lost leader right on the front. It. Yeah, he's got it out there. He's trying I to shift merchandise. If I'm really wrong, then this whole, all this is getting cut. Obviously, you get all of the wise old gentleman does warn him, yeah, what? of all of the rules. Yeah. So, so what I can't remember from this film is what happens to all the gremlins at the end. Is it, is it the sun comes up or something? Is it sunlight that they can't handle? Are they a bit vampire-like? <laughs> so don't speak this. Uh-oh. But yeah, you're right because they're like, they, there's loads of them and they so run amok. So how are they thwarted? There's the, the rules, end? isn't there? That you remember. can't get them wet because that that multiplies them. Yeah, you can't feed them after midnight because that turns them into gremlins. Yeah, it's the other rule don't show them to the sunlight because the, yeah, because yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, second one, in the second one, because Gizmo the the mugway, he says, mugway. yeah, he says bright light. No, no. He hates bright lights. Bright light. He doesn't like. He yeah. doesn't like and, any and of that. And in the second one, they're in a big skyscraper that's a big company, and they're like working on. They they cover them up in this industrial suntan lotion to try and get outside. I remember that. Yes, and maybe the maybe the smart one, one is. So the second one's on all the time. It's on the telly all the time. And the first one's not. Maybe really? it only comes on at Christmas. It's probably. Do you know what that probably is? It's a hell of a lot cheaper for the TV companies to to license it. The second one. Yeah, because it won't be as popular as the first one. Or, or, yeah. or the, the price will be inflated for the first one because it it's the better one. Yeah. The second one's on all the time. And yeah. it's got excellent I, moments I in really it. I really like number it. two. Do you remember Hulk Hogan in it? 
Yeah, there was a couple. There was a couple of different versions of this. There really was. There, there was oh, the one that I saw. Well, I, there was one that I saw in the cinema where they broke the fourth wall in one way, and then there was one on the VHS, which was Hulk Hogan, I think. But there is a couple couple of different versions of that breaking. Hulk Hogan's the in the cinema, and he tells them to yeah, yeah. to calm down, and he apologizes to the audience. And I think he rips his shirt off. Because, well, I, I mean, that's yeah. contractual. Call the union. Call the national guard. Those things have taken over the projector. They refuse to show the rest of the film. All they want to see is Snow White, the seven dwarfs. Enough. I'll take care of this. We have gremlins in the projection booth. Could you have gremlins in this theater now? Okay, you guys, listen up. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Do I have to come up there myself? Do you think the Grimsters can stand up to the Hulkster? Well, if I were you, I'd run the rest of Gremlins too, right now. Sorry, folks. It won't happen again. You know, he has I, to do I, that. I think I've heard that. Is it Chris Hemsworth is attached to a Hulk Hogan biopic? Mm. Yeah, I don't no. know if I want to see that. Neither do I. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. One of the things I want to talk about about Gremlins is the creature effects. Yeah. Because this is, what was it, 1980? What was it, 1983? Uh, 84. It was 1984. Yeah. They're pretty good, those creature effects. I think they're great. I think and, they're absolutely brilliant. I, I, was, um, I was thinking about the, the death of... Uh, Stripe, the, um, the the main antagonist. Yes, with his mohawk. Yeah. Um, who says Gizm? No, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> hang, on. hang on, hang on, gentle listener. Gizmo. He talks like that. Does he? A little bit. Gizmo. Yeah. Gizmo. Yeah, he's not. He's not very nice. No, he's not a nice guy. He's got a great head of hair too. Yeah, that. yeah, better than mine. But yeah, when he when he dies, when he gets um all. Goopy at the end, he gets hit by sunlight yeah. and he melts. He does. Well, Gizmo, Gizmo opens a blind, doesn't he? Yeah, heroically saving the day. Yes, but yeah, when he dies and he kind of, he kind of, uh, he gets hit by the sun and he melts. Yeah, vampire style. Yeah, I got like Evil Dead vibes off. Oh, of yeah. Evil Dead effects better, you know. But um, I enjoyed it. And then, he, so and then, then he, he 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 melts. He he falls in this water as he's melting because he, 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 he it's just after he gets, he goes and seeks out water, doesn't he, so that he can create more. He gremlins. wants to replicate, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Gizmo opens up the blind and he starts melting, and then he falls in this fountain, and then his like reanimated skeletal Skeleton. corpse, yeah, for like one last, does one last scare. jump scare, yeah, yeah. The practical effects there were the, like a, a what looks like a hard skeleton shell, yeah, turn, turns to liquid, but does it in? In vision, does it in front yeah, of you? Yeah. There's no cutting around it. So there was quite a lot of cuts. Yeah, but it's almost like they made it. It makes you wonder if they made it out of something that would melt, and like there's heat under the so a bit like the, the ground, a bit like the the faces in Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, under a, a hot lamp or something Raiders. like that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Ooh, it's a good choice. I want to know. I want to find. It's a nice out. Christmas movie. And do you know what the fun thing about this is? Mm. Like I said, I haven't watched this since I was a kid. I think I remember watching this in like in the scout hut in my home village, mm. uh, and I want to go and watch it again now. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and um, and not Gremlins too. I enjoyed Gremlins There's too. There's nothing wrong with Gremlins too, but it's, it's got, just like I say, you just cut it's got the, Christopher the first... Lee in it. Yeah, yeah, and it's got the um, it's got the twins from Terminator Two. It has, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not twins in Terminator 2. They're meant to be one person. But, yeah. But in real lives, 
I imagine they're dead. Uh, so, shall we move on to my numero dos? I would like this. I would like this also. Mm. So, uh, my number two. Yeah. And and I've, I mean, it is an alternative Christmas movie here, but it's the most Christmassy of the alternative Christmas movies that we've mentioned so far. Hit me with this. Scrooged. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. The Murray. I love it. Yeah. From Bill Murray telling them to staple yeah. antlers to the little mice's heads. Mice's. Little mice. <laughs> yeah, the little the heads yeah. of the mice. He hates those mice to pieces. Mice is apostrophe. <laughs> mice apostrophe, yes. Mice's. No, mice no. I don't know. I'm just right. Anyway. Um, from Bill Murray telling him to staple the antlers on there to make them little, tiny little mice reindeer. Yeah. For the, the TV production of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. To uh, the, what's her name? Carol Kane. Uh, as the the ghost of Christmas present, she passed. No, she's present, isn't she? That that, that fairy one, where she like just she's. Hang she's, on, is she past or present? I thought she was past, and then the cab driver's present, right? Oh, is the cab driver correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So. She's past, yeah. So, yeah. But when she does that little like that little floaty in a tutu yeah. over to him, and then. Clocks him, kicks him straight in the face. Yeah. It's fantastic. She's really good. Oh, yeah. But Bill Murray's performance is also amazing. I mean, it's so scary. It's another one that's really scary. Like, at the beginning with Jacob Marley, where... Oh, it's not Jacob Marley, is he? But he's that character. Yeah. Uh, um, he's an analogue of him. An analogue of Jacob Marley, yeah. When he grabs Bill Murray, pushes him up against the window, and then he's through the window and yeah. he's holding him outside this high-rise window, like yeah. outside this skyscraper window, and his arms start to fall apart because they're necrotic and yeah. decaying flesh and bone. And then he and then he falls and then he wakes up again. Um, but yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Scrooge is one of those films that when it's if it's if you're flicking through the television channels and you land on it, you're yeah. like, oh, you're hooked. We're here now. You're straight there, yeah. We're going to watch this. Um, Bobcat Goldthwait. Goldthwait. Yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait, yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, I I, I like him in, in most things. I um, want to know, is that, how, of, is that how he really speaks? No, it's Because he does it in Police Academy 3 as well. Yeah, but it, he was like famous for that. Yeah. He's famous for that voice and he, he dined out on that for quite a while. I imagine his voice isn't great <laughs> in real life but uh yeah do you think he like do you think it's like it's partially there and <laughs> <he> just it's <laughs> kind of weird peewee herman yeah, noises I, I, well I, I just thought he, he had some sort of Tourette's or something like that that's what i thought the only things i know him from are scrooge and police academy 3 uh, and police academy 4 he, he carried on in the police academy films didn't he yeah he became a police uh, academy Man. Police Academy 2 is actually where he started he's the bad guy he is the bad guy yeah mm. yeah i love scrooge can you do his voice that's really good. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's like as best as I could pull out my ass. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Can you? No. There you go. There you go. Emphatically, no. Okay. You had a bad day. Let me tell you a little bit about my day. I got fired. My wife left me. She took a little baby daughter with her. What else do I like about Scrooged? Um, what about um, when the ghost of Christmas Future? It doesn't it kind of like open up its, oh, it's got like, uh, cloak it's and it's got, got like a load of Freddy Krueger fu- souls in there. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah, and it, and it kind of stalks him across and the he, television. Was, doesn't he do that? And, and he doesn't. Yeah, and didn't he do that? And uh, do that in a lift, and then Bill Murray turns. Did our people do that? 
We're going to get phone calls. <laughs> Something like that. Yes. <laughs> As if it's like a TV special effect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quite like a genuinely scary. Um, yeah. But I mean, Bill Murray. Grim Reaper type dead monster. Um, delivery of everything. So good. Yeah. Tell you what's another tangent time. Tell you what's another great tangent time. Grim we Reaper. need a tangent time jingle, please. <laughs> and that's uh, from the Frighteners, the Michael J. Fox. Oh, I, I love the Frighteners. Such a no, good film. We don't need to talk about that because that's yeah. That's we'll come back to list. this. We'll come back to that. Yeah, that's another one that I, I can't find that on. I've got a Blu-ray streaming. of it downstairs. Ooh. Do you want to borrow it? Um, I think it might be on Peacock, which is a streaming service that is new and unusual. It's the um. They were the ones who were, I think they were showing the new Prince of Bel Air, Fresh Prince of Bel Air remake that nobody cared about. Yeah, it's got a second season. It's on the second season now. Wow, I couldn't give a monkey's. No, I go back, go back and watch the original Will Smith stuff. Quality. Yeah, where are we? We're still on. We're still on Scrooge. 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 I want to see the nipples. <laughs> I can see her nipple. I want to see her nipples. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Cross. I am the censor, and I will not allow this costume on the air. Why not? Well, specifically, you can see her nipples. I want to see her nipples. But this is a Christmas show. Well, Charles Dickens would have wanted to see her nipples then. Uh, you can uh, can hardly see them nipples. See, and these guys are really looking. He's brilliant. He's an absolute... And do you know top what? Form. Do you, oh dear! Do you know what? Do you know what else I love about uh, Scrooge? Go on. Uh, inside the film, they've got a trailer for this. Uh, when we talked about Violet Night earlier, yeah. I completely forgotten about this. But there is uh, a trailer for a movie in the Scrooge world, a TV yeah. movie, a Christmas TV movie, where terrorists attack Santa's grotto at the North Pole, and Lee Majors turns up with a minigun, T <laughs> two <laughs> style, T two style, to take out the. Uh, to take out the terrorists and it is called The Night the Reindeer Died <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic it's great and Santa says something like uh, you gotta go out the back way Santa and he's like this is one Santa that's going out the front door <laughs> he's got like a machine gun <laughs> for some reason they've yeah. got machine guns yeah, yeah, yeah. him and Mrs. Claus are packing Santa is there a back way out of this place of course there is Lee but this is one Santa that's going out the front door Oh, it's so yeah, it's so good. I, I I I would ask them to make that movie, but they've made uh, Violent Night now. But that could be the sequel. Yeah, that'd be great. I think Lee Majors is still. I, I think he's still alive, but probably not. Yeah, it's not. It's but not he's playing Lee Majors quite worth as well. Six million dollars anymore. Yeah, he's he's playing Lee Majors as well, and like Santa goes, <laughs> Lee Majors, the six million dollar man. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I'd yeah. watch that. I'd watch that as well. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Psycho sees Santa's workshop. Eat this. And only Lee Majors can stop them. The night the reindeer die. So, shall we move on to uh, your number one? Okay, right. So, I think that our, our dear listeners, our listenership, six people, um... Uh, including uh, both wives and a mother. It's, um, I want to thank you. Your your Christmas gift to me and your your New Year's blessing is that I can now talk about Die Hard. You're welcome. Which is my fa- one of my, I know, it's my favourite film. It's one of right, ours. Right now, 
It's our favourite film. Absolutely. Uh, original and best. Original Die Hard. Um, you really should have had me go first, so that so that, so we, that we could have, we could we have ended, ended on, on an absolute high. high. Well, I mean, I still like my number one as well. So we'll uh, I imagine it's going to be splendiferous. But um, I just I can't stop loving <laughs> Die Hard. Uh, it's um, it's I'm sure that was a song. Like, I can't stop <laughs> loving you. No, Die Hard. I, 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 it's the perfect film. I it just mean, love it. It's just again, it's so if it's if it's on the television, if it's not on the television, if I don't get to see it in the Christmas period, I, you, I am saddened. I don't know if you said this on mic or off mic earlier uh, about Bruce Willis's opinion of this. I film. might have said it June already in in our last episode. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Bruce Willis has said it's not a Christmas movie. Well, he is wrong. He's absolutely wrong. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. No, it's clearly a Christmas movie. It's got it's set at Christmas. It's got Christmas music in there, and it's all well. Its audience accept it as a Christmas song. December twenty fifth. That that's what I did. That. Oh, that's what you did. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Were, you were being very. And you cool. asked me who it was, and I said Run DMC. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Uh, uh. Thank you. So um, it's uh, yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. Um, Bruce Willis, fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rickman, Alan Rickman. Bruce Willis, like I fantastic. think he was like fifth choice or something as well, like that. But he. Mm. So pulled it out of the back. He did such a good job with that role. Yeah, I loved I Hard so much. Yeah. Um, so it's based on a book, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, by a uh, by an author called Roderick Thorpe. And oh, Roddy. that book, yep, yeah, old old Rod's Thorpe, Hot Rod, Hot Rod Thorpe. Um, uh, and that book is called and still is still called uh, Nothing Lasts Forever. Ah. And except for the title uh, John, of the book, because as you've just pointed out, it's still called <laughs> John McClane. Uh, is not called John McClane no. in, in the book. I think it's quite it's loosely like, based, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that character's name is Joe Leland, or Leland, however you want to pronounce that. Leland. And uh, uh, that character has been played on screen. Oh, really? By Old Blue Eyes. Oh, Frankie Sinatra. Frankie Sinatra. Yeah, okay. And uh, you were saying that um, Bruce Willis wasn't first in line. Sinatra... Could have been. It was talked about being in in that film as a sequel. Five year old. Sinatra. At the time, maybe yeah. Wow. Um, so uh, there's a nothing lost forever is the sequel to a, another through, book called The through, Detective. Yeah, crawling through air ducts singing. I did it my way. Yeah, could have done that. Yeah, could have would done. Have, that would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, that the book that Die Hard's based on is a, is, the, is the sequel didn't have to put up with this shit to one called The Detective with yeah. the character Joe Leyland in it and um, oh. uh, and that was Sinatra and so he was I think he's he kind of Sinatra said I should be first I should get first dibs at it hmm. and then I, I he may have then turned it down when it was obvious how action orientated it was going to be yeah but it was like. Was it Stallone and Schwarzenegger? Oh, I'm not Were they sure. Up there I'm not for... sure who was in the frame for it, mm. but yeah, it, there was a few people who rejected it, and I'll bet they regretted that. Yeah, um, but thank God, I think Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was fantastic, so but he was perfect. He was not a bankable star at the time. He was no. he'd just come off of Moonlighting, which was a very. He was still doing Moonlighting. He was still doing Moonlighting. Still yes, doing right, it, which was a very light-hearted comedy. Yeah, and you know, for, to, to put him in this gritty action cop role. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't the, the so studio. He, 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 was, that. he was filming that show in the day, mm-hmm. and he was moonlighting. Ho ho! Huh. Was he actually doing that? Was he, he was, was doing he moonlighting doing Michael at, J. Fox, by, yeah, yeah, and doing um, uh, Die Hard at night. Wow! And uh, and they were just kind and of sleeping wet. 
and they were just writing. Oh God knows, yeah, and they were just writing that film as it went along. Apparently, yeah, that was the thing. We talked about this before, didn't we? Yeah, things... absolutely. Yeah, so apologies, dear listener, if we're no, right. regurgitating it's at a, you. But um, it's one of my, my God, favorite, we love Die Hard. My favorite little goofs in it is that is that you see all the terrorists arrive and walk out the back of that van at the beginning of the film, yeah. and then and yeah. then later on at the end of the film, they drive an ambulance out the back of that, that van was not there that before. wasn't in there a when magic, the terrorists walked out of the van. A magic ambulance. Magic ambulance. <laughs> yeah, I mean th- that building was also under construction at the time, wasn't it? It was like. Wasn't it like Fox headquarters? I'm not sure what yeah. it was. But yeah. the, 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 I know Still that they is. were... Well, well, I don't know about that, that anymore, actually. Mm. Maybe wow. it's like a Disney, yeah. dis- Disney building now. Die Hard was so good. And you, you know uh, the Carl, the bad guy, Carl. Yes. You know what his day job was? No. Like it, when he wasn't being an actor? He was a ballerina. Yeah. And I think I'm right in saying this. He defected to the US from Russia. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But that's an interesting fact, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and he just he, he just yeah. found himself in a fantastic action movie. I think so. The yeah. one that, that possibly the best ever made. Yeah, possibly. God, I just love it so much. It's fantastic. Do we want to do we want to deep dive into this? Because we could talk about how amazing Alan Rickman was. The whole Rickman cast, was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, if you ever noticed, like this is I always it always strikes me. You know, Takagi, Joe Takagi. Yeah. You know the, the and the, the father, the, the of stoic. Five. Yeah, you know that that guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's like, "You're just going to have to shoot me." Have you ever noticed how he he sounds, sounds like, like Sean Connery? He's Sean Connery. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Just listen to him talking. He's like, "I don't know. You're just going to have to shoot me." They've got the they've got the code in, in Japan. I haven't got the code. You're just going to have to shoot me. I don't know. And I'm telling you, get on the jet to Tokyo and ask the chairman. I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. Love it. Love it. I just I love watching Die Hard and and yeah, quoting it as it's yeah as it's playing, oh. much to the uh, annoyance oh. of my wife. Oh, <laughs> now I have a machine gun. I just oh god, I can't express. I can't. Die Hard express. is so it's good. Just too good. Do you know? I did, on a serious note about poor Bruce Willis. I feel yeah. very very sorry for Bruce Willis and his family. I also feel sorry for the public because I was always hoping that he would pull the Die Hard franchise back that they do like a John Rambo mm, you know yeah. just go bare bones and make a really I could have one more one more decent redemptive genre. yeah Die Hard because Die Hard be 5 was Ugh. just Ugh. really yeah. bad Die Hard 4 was not great it was alright it was watchable but in the in the in the light of 5 what's 4 your, looks like a fucking it banger. does what's your, what's your order of preference for the Die Hards because oh. we know down the bottom is 5 let's go let's go bottom to top 5 oh yeah 5 is, is down there 5 is like way down there it's like uh, sub- and then it's subterranean yeah so it's 5 4 4 2 2 yes we're 3 agreeing. and 1 I go back and forth on 3 and 1 yeah. they're very different films I do mm. know I mean Samuel L. Jackson and, and uh, he does he does elevate it yeah Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis it's that like the buddy cup the, the awkward the odd couple buddy cup movie yeah you know uh, which we'll get on to in a moment mm. um, yeah I, I, I do go back and forth on one and three I think one probably does always take it but three is really good yeah and, and three's another one that I think was based off of I don't know if it was based off of a book it was a different script. Based, it was based on a different script. A different called script that Simon they, says, I think. It yeah, was. that they co-opted into being. But yeah, into they sort of shoehorned a, a McLean story. Shoehorned yeah. McLean in there. Yeah. Um, and that was another one I think that they were writing the end. 
as they were going. I don't understand. Like, you, you watch these programs about how they made these films, and half of these amazing classic films, they started them without the end, without yeah, knowing the what the end is. Improvising. And you go, whoa, how? I was watching something a little while ago where it was kind of hinted at that Die Hard 3 was the, the, the beginning of Bruce Willis's kind of fall from grace, and that people, some people, idiots, uh, look at 3 as... The Die Hard with the Vengeance is poor as a as a poor offering in the I, in the I, franchise. I don't think we should call any of our listeners idiots. So oh, I think, not those people. I think that they'd better agree with us that Die Hard Three is excellent. Though, yeah, because we don't want to have to. Well call done, them everybody, idiots. for being yeah. correct forever. <laughs> um, no, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, of course. Mm, yeah, I can't but remember. I, I don't I, think they I could substantiate how, that. To be I can't see how you would rate Die Hard Three as being poor. No, it's very different to one. It's better than two. Yeah, two is a rehash of one, Absolutely. and that's where it suffers. It's like yeah. it's it's like that they've in in number one you had this very confined action film in a building, and they thought, okay, so we need to have number two. We've got to follow that same formula yeah. and make it confined in something. So they confined it in an in an airport. Yeah, uh, but with number three, they just got rid of that formula, and they just kept the character, and and that's why it worked. Yeah, because they they weren't I trying like to. It's like it's like Speed and Speed Two. Ugh, speed 2 is terrible. Good God. Well done, Keanu. Um, yeah, you absolutely dodged a bullet or a boat there. Dodged a really slow-moving boat there. Um, but although interesting oh, interesting practical, about... Practical, that crash. Yeah, interesting thing about real. Speed 2 is that that's, yeah. that's a real, real Very expensive. Crash. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, let's not... Let's not dwell on that. But but crud. Speed 2, they they you know they had they got okay we've got it on a bus it's got to keep going fast what else can we do that's gone something that's got to keep and it, and it's just you start crowbarring a, a story into these very specific set of circumstances yeah. and it becomes less realistic it becomes less believable because you're having to you're having to sort of suspend disbelief that these characters keep getting caught up in this exact type of framework. You know, and yeah. it's like okay, so all right, so John Rambo keeps fighting people, but that's because he keeps going to the places doesn't, where he's going to fight people. Is it in two? Doesn't McLean even say like, "How does the same shit happen to the, the same, same guy, guy twice, twice or something?" Like I think that. he might do. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we can all agree that we should all at Christmas time and New Year time we should sit around the fire and watch Die Hard, or maybe just recite Die Hard to each other. Uh, yeah. we, well, that's what we we're planning on word doing. Word for word, yeah. yeah. But um, well. I'm just being able to think about Die Hard as, as warmed my cockles, but why not tell us about your number one? My number one uh, is it's quite it's in the same vein, and I didn't realise until after I'd uh, made my list that I've got three Shane Black movies because this one was written by Shane Black. It was uh, arguably the thing that really launched his career. Mm. Uh, was I think it was 1987's Lethal Weapon? Oh, yeah, which is a Christmas movie. A lot of people don't realise that it's a Christmas movie. I don't think I've ever considered it to be. But if you remember the, such. So the first scene that we are introduced to Mel Gibson's character, Martin Riggs, yeah. he's uh, doing. He's trying to catch some drug-dealing criminals at a Christmas tree seller's yard. He wants it he all. He wants it all. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, congratulations. Maybe a nice six-footer to put it under, huh? <laughs> you want a tree? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you the best tree I got in a lot for nothing. Uh, do you remember that? It yes, is a I Christmas do, yeah. movie. Yeah. It really is. It's oh, just because well. it's in California, there's no snow. Yeah. Shane Black only does Christmas movies. Very clever. He is. And Lethal Weapon. Do you know, for a while, I fell out of love with Mel Gibson. 
uh, because I think too much of his own personal I personality. I don't think it was just you. No, I think the world fell out of love with him. Yeah, he, yeah, he got a little bit anti anti English, not anti British, but specifically anti English with, yes. with things like The Patriot and Braveheart. And um, Braveheart's a fantastic film, but I think his own personal views of of not liking English people seemed to be there. I don't know how true that is, but it certainly felt that he way. He directed those films, didn't he? He so, did, he yeah. did. Um, but I, I'm, I'm warming to him again at the moment, uh, and uh, Lethal Weapon is still a fantastic film. A uh, little reality check for you. You know Danny Glover? I do. Martin, uh, not Martin Rick, sorry. Murtaugh. R- Roger Murtaugh yeah. uh, was uh, days away from retirement in number one. He was getting too old for this shit. He really was. Do you know how old he was? No. Forty don't. fucking one. Uh, he looks awful. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's got a little bit of grey in the beard. That's all it is. Yeah. Forty-one, and he's too old for this shit, <sighs> and he's retiring. I mean, I must admit, when it was like fifteen years later, and they were making number four, and I was like, "How how long is he this week before he retires?" Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, I think Lethal Weapon has got a great cast of characters. You know, what, what they're, you say they're in Los Angeles. The, Los, the LAPD must have a fantastic pension plan. They've got a great pension. If you can plan. retire at forty-one, it must do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's I'm playing. In the wrong game. I think he's playing fifty-five. Oh, okay. But then that doesn't make sense for the really later movies. It's <laughs> <laughs> like seventy, still running around with Riggs. Yeah, and Riggs is too old for this shit at that point. In number four. Yeah, it's a very. He's got a very different look. Yeah, he's, he's, in number he's four. cut the hair. I yeah. think that was a bit of a mistake. They should have kept the hair. Eighties mullet, pretty stupid. <laughs> Probably, but he looked. But I, as Riggs, I think he looks stupid with the short hair and the, the leather jacket. I don't yeah. like it. No, I, I agree. Like Do you think that something should be left alone? Maybe there shouldn't have been a lethal weapon for. Uh, well, I, I don't know because once you've made, but one, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Once you've made one, two, and three, you, you, you've you've made you're, a franchise. You're obligated to make four. Well, you're not obligated, but you know, like you've, you've. But the next one is four. Trodden the road of we're making sequels. We're made. We've made a franchise. Yeah. Um, I think that four wasn't four wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was all right. Do you remember it? Yeah, but it might have been Jet Li's first American. I think it, it, it movie was. Movie film. It was certainly. He couldn't the, speak English. It was certainly the first film where he was playing the villain, and he was not. Ah, not, right. Not sure how to deal with that. Mm. Um, but yeah, has he got Jackie Chan syndrome? Jackie Chan will only play heroes. I oh, think. Really? I think he may have done stuff. So he like the Apple iPhone. What? <laughs> you don't know this. I, I don't know what. What are you talking about? Uh, in if you ever watch a film. And a character's using an iPhone, they're a good guy because Apple will not let oh, the bad yeah, guys yeah, yes, I see. use an iPhone. So, like in the so they early have to use Marvel a Motorola stuff, like z- in, razor. in Captain America and the Winter Soldier, spoilers, uh, Agent. <laughs> they were iPhones. Big heavy spoilers on phone. Big heavy spoilers. Brandage. With phone. Well, uh, Agent Thirteen from the Captain America films turns out to be the baddie. And everyone predicted that because she was using like a Samsung or something. Oh. She wasn't because they don't let the baddies use an iPhone. Oh. I don't know if that's still the same. Um, I can imagine it is. But yeah, I think it's really stupid from, from Apple. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's funny that. But yeah, Lethal Weapon, it's, it's got some great fight scenes. It's got Gary Busey as a as the bad guy, um, Mr. Well, he, he Mr. Just, Joshua. He just is, isn't he? 
Yeah. There's something deeply wrong with Gary Busey. Is that, uh, yeah, look at his face. Yeah. Uh, Gary Busey was fantastic. You know, I think there's only like two films that I know Gary Busey from from the 80s, but he was great in both. He was that and in Point Break. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. And his son. Did he do the... Did he do the 48 Hours films? No, 48 Hours? Is someone else? No, that's, that's someone else. No, it's Nick Nolte. Damn. But they kind of Nick Nolte's like the handsome version Nick of... Nick Nolte's like... The, he talks like this. I'm Nick Nolte. Yeah. I can't speak and, except for in an incredibly gruff voice. He's got like a rugged, ugly handsomeness. And okay. Gary Busey's just Gra- a freak. Gary Busey's got a handsome, ugly ruggedness. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, it's terrifying. Mm. Yeah, and they they introduced the the concept that that Riggs was this amazing sharpshooter, and they never really used it in any of the other films. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, they did. He was like, uh, he was like a. Do you, do you not remember? He he does the. Uh, they go to the firing range, uh, and Murtar gets his gun out and does like a quick draw and shoots. Shoots the uh, the target really quickly, like a fast draw, and like, like right a through cowboy. The, yeah, like right through the center of the head, mm. and then he pulls it back, and then Riggs sort of like looks and goes, mm, and then he pins it back up again, and he presses the button to make it go away. Yeah, and he's just holding that button for ages, oh, you know, okay. waiting for it to go away and away and away and away, and then he gets out his his weapon, mm. pulls out his weapon, uh, and Ooh, he la-la. takes aim and he sh- shoots a smiley face onto it. Remember that? I don't know. It's a great scene. Oh, it's okay. a really good yeah, scene. Really good. It's a really good film. Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon One, Two, and Three are all really good. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one it is. There's one that's got a stunt where um, uh, Riggs is handcuffed to someone and on oh, the top that's of a building one. is it, and they jump yeah. off the building <laughs> and together. Then they hold hands because you very clearly see. <laughs> well, that the handcuffs break. Yeah, the fake and then they handcuffs. Hold, yeah. yeah, and then they hold hands yeah. to try and cover it up, but you see it. Yeah. Yeah, that was before CGI. Good stunt, big, it was a great big, stunt because they actually jumped off a building onto a big airbag. Thing. Yeah, yeah, two people. Yeah, that's you, the, They could really. Do help. you really want to jump? Yeah. Do you want to? Let's do it. Well, come on, let's jump. Fuck you! I'm jumping. Do you really want to jump? Do you wanna? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on, let's do it, asshole. Let's Wait a do minute. it. I want to do it. I want to do it. What do you mean? So the dog's barking up a storm right now. I wonder now. how much. Yeah, I wonder. Well, how we're going to have to live with it because he's still barking. So let's. Yeah. Should we? Should we finish up now? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's okay. not. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Lethal Weapon one, two, and three are all fantastic. Uh, and don't forget, in number two, they bring Joe Pesci into it, and he he does elevate it. He is. Yeah. He's really yeah, yeah. good. Excellent recurring Num- character. Number four is okay, and I'm glad that's. That I'm glad that there's no more. And I hope that there is a TV show. There is a TV show. And I heard season one was really, really good until the guy who played Martin Riggs uh, got cancelled and got fired. And they replaced him with uh, Sean William Scott of American Pie. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. And he was playing like his cousin. Oh, so he's not even Martin Riggs. No, no, it was originally Martin Riggs, and then, then I think they, yeah, this guy got cancelled, so he got fired off the show. Uh, uh, I don't know if he got cancelled. Uh, he, he certainly got fired. He doesn't work was, there anymore. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was bad behaviour, just being a dick. Uh, I, I don't think it was necessarily anything. Wasn't being a gentleman. No, not being a gentleman, just being very difficult to work with. And I think this guy sort of held up his hands and said, yeah, I was, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and it's a shame because apparently, no. apparently season one was really good. It's got, what, is it Damon Wayans? Was he playing the Roger Murtaugh character? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. 
I should probably give it a watch one day. Um, yeah. but, but I never will. No, I just can't be bothered. No, got too much to do. I'm a busy man. Adam Dunn here with a smorgasbord of error correction from today's pod. I know that young Daniela likes to be factually accurate with all the little tidbits he says in this titillating audio production, so just to confirm the nationality of Christopher, if you will, Columbus, Italian in it, though his voyages were, in fact, Spanish-based. Young Master Carr was correct in that there were two versions of the film-melting interlude in the Gremlin sequel, the first being with the flaxen-wrestling behemoth of Mr. Hogan, the second version involving shootouts and utilising footage of the archetypal Western icon-born Marion Morrison, though with the adopted stage and screen nom de guerre of John Wayne. The chaps also wanted to pass on that, full disclosure, they nipped onto YouTube to speak on the subject of the end of Gremlins and the death of Stripe with some more authority. You will respect my authority! On the subject of Old Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra had a clause in his contract from his movie The Detective, meaning that the producers of Die Hard were obligated to offer him first refusal of the John McClane role. And finally, when Mr. Carl referred to Agent 13 in Captain America and the Winter Soldier, he was of course referring to Sharon Carter in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Done? Done. So anyway, that's it. That's our 54321 on alternative Christmas movies. We fucking did it, mate. We fucking did it. Fist bump. Ow. Yeah. I don't know. I got powerful fists. So if you uh, enjoyed what you heard, and if you uh, want to comment on what you heard, then drop us a line. Yeah, maybe you want to write and tell us what you think about Die Hard being a Christmas movie or not. Do you agree with Bruce Willis? Are you wrong? Why don't you write in and tell us? And the same for Lethal Weapon. And the same for Scrooge. If you don't think Scrooge is a Christmas movie, then something wrong with you. Yeah, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Absolutely. After a long, cold shower. Why? Uh, so they can they can it, wash the wrongness off of themselves. You just, you just like looking at yourself after a shower, don't you? I you glisten. Just stand in the mirror. I glisten, mate. I tell you. Yeah. A magical time for With, everyone. I mean, like Dan. It's I. I don't. I can't imagine how you do glisten because Dan is one of the hairiest human beings I've ever met. <laughs> I'm seeing true. him with his top off and it's like he's wearing a sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Robin it's, Williams. He's like he's like some sort of Angus bull. <laughs> <laughs> An Aberdeen Angus. Yeah. I'll take that. I'd make a burger out of you. <laughs> I, am, I am delicious. Um, so, yeah, so drop us a line at matesratepod at gmail.com. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's M-A-T-E-S-R-A-T-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in. If you have made New Year's resolutions, we hope that you all manage to stick to them for at least a week. Yeah, I mean, my resolution is to stop asking Keanu Reeves for money. Please, yeah. stop. But, Keanu, if you listen... Nope! 20 grand. Oh no. I've taken it down to 20,000 pounds. Or dollars, quid. I'll take it, I'll take it in dollars, I'll suffer well, the exchange pretty rate. pretty the same thing at the moment. Oh, God. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Boo. Boo, indeed. Thank you very much for dropping by. If you did enjoy... 
please do like, share, and subscribe. You don't have please to. Please tell all your friends. Don't bother. I'm just going to ignore Dan. Please do spread the word. Just be yourself. We will only do this. We can only do this. Don't fall under we, this. No, capitalist. Dan, listen, Dan. Dan mantra. You know that we need we need people to listen. So. I love that they're listening. Yeah. I love you all do very you want, much. And you want more people to love. Of course. You want more people to love yeah. you. But it should just happen Dan, organically. More, it, this is organically. This is oh, how okay. it happens. It's not like we're paying for advertising. This no. is the organic part. They'll never get a penny out of me. Oh, God. Right. There'll never, they'll never be a Patreon. We're never going to have like a, a paid tier. <laughs> Might be. Yeah, it probably will. Right. Happy New Year, everyone. God bless you. Uh, everyone. everyone. Thanks, Tiny Dan. Hey, hey, I told you I don't like that nickname. Tiny Dancer. <laughs> Implies things. What? Just that you're tiny in many respects? Tiny Furry Dan. Aberdeen Dangus. I am grossly out of proportion. Yeah, I know, but not in a good way. Like the opposite way to you want it to be. <laughs> like imagine, don't believe, don't imagine believe this a, man. a five foot one man. Don't believe this man. <laughs> Think of the proportions there and then dial that back. Scale it back. Like a tripod. Turn it off, turn the recording it's, off. It's, like a, it's not like a tripod. <laughs> like a baby's arm holding an apple. <laughs> Baby what? Baby chinchillas? Yeah. What's a chinchilla? Is it big? I don't know. And then it's like five of them strapped together. Okay. Good night, everybody. Bye. Uh, and it is uh, one of the. Fuck <laughs> me. What the fuck? This shit. Dan wants to swipe on his iPad no, to get to his notes, working. but it's not working. So he. Unfortunately, if Dan's not reading it, he can't speak. So as you saw, he was just. He ground to a halt there. <laughs> Anyway, let's cut all of everything you just said. But it's one of those that I saw in my childhood and I never went back to watch again. I don't know why. If you heard that, gentle listener, that was Dan scratching his beard. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody. But sometimes, you know, you've got an itch that you just need to scratch. You've got to get on with it. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's... Hang on. Oh. Uh, all that beard drop coming out. <laughs> don't clone me. Good old... Gizmo. Good old Gizmo. Do you know that that was my nickname at school was Gizmo. Really? Yeah. Oh, that is adorable <laughs> and hilarious. Thanks. Uh, yeah, which led to lots of like Gizza, lots of things like that. Gizza. Yeah. Gizza. Sk- gonna call give me a fiver. Gonna call this Gizza Giz- pencil. Oh, that's Giz- pretty a good. Pack of- that's pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what was I listening to the other day? Someone was talking about. Um, in the Star Wars prequels, they have Jango Fett bang his head when he goes into the because uh, of the stormtroopers. Yeah, so the, <laughs> so that those troopers, like, it's been it's genetic. Yeah, because <laughs> that one fucking stormtrooper stunt yeah. guy banged his Couldn't head. See where he was going. Yeah. Ah. Oh. <laughs> if I if I could, <laughs> Damn. If, but I could. would that I could. Yeah. Love to have two of you. <laughs> <laughs>